listening to the podcast edition of One Love, One Planet. I am very, very pleased to welcome Leah Landertz, author of The Almanac, into the studio this morning. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, Penny. Could you, because some people won't know what it is and won't know what an almanac in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say that again. What an almanac is. So, could, should we start by that? If you could just yes, explain what yes. it is. So, an almanac is it's a really, really old form of publishing, like really thousands of years old. There's been almanacs, and they were originally kind of um, to help out our kind of rural ancestors, I suppose, our, our farming ancestors. So they would have been aids to farming. It would have had sowing dates, you know, much like you've said done in your almanac this morning, and um, moon phases and um, tides and, and, you know, all of that kind of information about the natural world that people might have needed to move uh, through the world and to sow their crops at the correct time and to harvest things at the correct time and all of that sort of thing. So they've really been around a long time. I certainly haven't thought of this myself, but um, six years ago or seven years ago when I started, I um, sort of uh, had this idea of, of making one and started having a look at the almanacs that exist. And there are a few that are really old. There is um, Old Moore's Almanac mm-hmm. is the British version, which I think the first one was in 1700 and it's still published today. Are they like little black and white pamphlets? I remember a little black and white. Maybe it was. It's now got a um, colour cover, but it's black and white inside and it's sort of a a little floppy kind Mm. of thing, just Mm. costs a few pounds or Mm. or whatever. And as I was looking at that and, um, you know, it's okay, but I was (laughs) sort of like, I feel it's, there are things I think about... Because they are so old and because they've come through this process of probably being printed originally as little pamphlets mm. that would have been filled with adverts for mm. all sorts of wholesome Plowshares. things, yes, <laughs> and all of that sort of thing. And they've developed at that time. And they also had a heavy, heavy reliance on um, predictions because, mm. you know, mm. that's what people were doing. You know, you would have had a prediction of the weather ahead and things like that. Those things have kind of filtered down in, I think, a slightly odd way. And they, in that there's now lots of adverts in that aren't so lovely you know mm. then maybe for stair lifts and and mm. things like that rather than mm. for mm. sort of wholesome <laughs> seeds and so that and um they're quite sort of cheaply made and you know and all of that and and sort of predictions odd things about like what's the celebrities year going to be like oh. in 2023 and, and i was just like yeah, i feel okay. like there's a getting um, more and more removed from the earth yeah, in way, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. and i just thought i feel like there's a space here for a really beautiful, simply made almanac that includes all the information that I want, basically, which is not, you know, what is Michael McIntyre's 2023 going to be like, or whatever it is, you know, the moon phases and what's happening in the sky at night. And and that's also meant that I could kind of reimagine it as the things that I like. So I've included seasonal um uh, recipes and uh, folklore and you know really sort of you know everything that I everything I could think of basically um, to that's about the month ahead and the year ahead um, so so that's what I've done and, and so it is a it's a book you know it's a real physical book mm-hmm. uh, it's small kind of 
chunky little a, what would you call that a5 size is there a I'm not yes half a4 sure. that's probably seems it's about less right. than it's, half yeah four, it, it actually, is less it? yeah so it's small paperback chunky, size in a way paperback but hardback size, but it's a hardback mm. and uh very beautifully illustrated it's, i think it is and, beautifully um, illustrated so that is is what it is mm. very it, nice stocking filler uh, so it, i've been told yeah it, it, well it <laughs> well yes as you know i i filled several stockings with it about 13 of them last Last year. Um, so the first year that you did it, how was it received? It was really amazing, actually, because I've written how? books before Wonderful. and I, you know, you sort of hope that they're going to kind of take off and then you're pushing them and shouting about them and getting your mum and your auntie to buy lots of copies and all that. And it's hard, hard work. And there was an odd thing with this. It didn't, I mean, it had, all that. obviously, I went on a on and on about it on social media and things like that but it had right from the start just sort of had a life of its own and it always has had it, people took to it they told other people about it uh it was a really amazing process actually of seeing that kind of organic like oh this is what it means when something gets a kind of word of mouth mm. um you know uh, support and it was just lovely it just really did did very very well that first year and had this lovely kind of sort of whoosh of of support Mm. um so yeah have you thought about why that happened why is it that it's becoming because it is it's a it is a bestseller isn't it it's doing really well well i'm i mean i have my idea about why it's doing so well but i'd just be interested to hear what you think i think that we all feel very we can feel really cut off from the world around us and uh, it was very interesting that over lockdown I thought oh no you know I'm gonna uh, lose sales and it was absolutely the opposite like when that during that very weird time and it's so hard to remember it now when Mm. it just felt like there was no structure to anything and we were Mm. in this kind of weird sort of nothing twilight zone yeah very odd and People really liked it and really depended on it to give a kind of anchor and to show actually that even though everything is paused and you can't go anywhere and you can't do all of these things you're going to do, life's going on, you know, mm. things are happening, the Swifts are arriving from Africa, the geese are flying south, the, you know, all mm. of that stuff is going on around us anyway. Mm. And people really responded to that. And so I think, yes, it's this kind of... People really wanting a connection with the world around. That's us. the word that I that occurred to me is that sense of connection to the earth, to each other. It yeah. it feels really sort of atavistic. It feels very deep. Mm-hmm. It seems to be that you're ta- you're tapping into a need that yeah. we have as human beings to feel connected to this this earth. This you know, which is what this program's all about. Yes, you know, absolutely. a lot of it. Yeah. So. It's yeah no it's it's fantastic and I do remember I don't know whether it was you that was saying it or whether it was somebody else that so many people now are feeling increased anxiety because of climate change that there is something quite very anchoring about this book right, and it does right. help to sort of I think does help to make people feel a bit calmer if you sit and read the almanac for a while <laughs> yes, it just help you feel a bit yeah, more grounded yeah or, I mean obviously you don't want to sort of paper over any of that stuff no no but, absolutely not 
um, yeah, you know, the, the, the seasons are still happening. The things mm. are obviously things are out of whack, but it's still roughly, you know, the, the earth is still tipping away from the sun and towards the sun at mm. the times that it does. And you will still have autumn and winter and, and mm. you know, midwinter and mm. the spring equinox and you know all of these things will still happen and i think it, the thing is also though even if it's because it is becoming unstable no two ways about it but we need to feel we need to be reminded of this connection that we have the fact that we are part of this web because that's probably the thing that's going to help us more than anything to climb our way out of it yeah, really you've got to feel hope haven't you yes, you've got to absolutely. feel that you know yeah. the earth is on our side and keeping mm. these mm. these um uh, the seasons going and, and yeah. all that you know that there is a lot you know yeah a lot in our um so just going back to the book so this year the theme was was sort of folklore tradition wasn't mm. it so how, how did you go about Sort of finding what yeah. to say about that. Well, again, you... this slightly was a kind of uh, a lockdown. I <laughs> came out of lockdown in that I became aware that, well, I know, obviously, one of the traditions that we have in Bristol is Jack in the Green, which starts, it's a May Day uh, celebration and it starts at the docks and they it's a procession with this man dressed in the big dome of green and travels up the Gloucester Road, I think, or all over yeah. the place, ends yeah. up on Horfield Common where I live and um, obviously that didn't happen during lockdown and I was aware that they're all over the country there were all of these celebrations these kind of living celebrations these things that have held on or mm. been reinstated or you know are new in some cases that weren't happening so partly it came out of that of sort of wanting to kind of state like these things that happen and these are worth celebrating and and so my kind of criteria for that really was uh as long as it happens it's in like it doesn't yeah. have to be yeah. real it doesn't have to be necessarily have carried on from medieval mm. times it doesn't have to you know it can have because yeah, they have to start somewhere of, don't they these they traditions they don't yeah and a lot of them have really morphed in different ways so jack in the green is an interesting one actually in that it's changed character quite significantly from when it started which was um it started off as a celebration and, they, and you find them all around cities it's a very city-based mm. celebration and it was a uh, essentially a celebration of a day off. It was the milkmaids had their day off on the 1st of May. So they would go around and dress up. They would borrow silver and dress up and wear silver and stuff it with flowers. And they would go around door to door and collect money. And it was a tradition that they would. It was also the chimney sweeps day off. And so they started competing <laughs> with the with the milkmaids, and it's a very funny idea. And there's, you know, got they got bigger and bigger until they created this big dome of green, and they were going. So it was really actually a kind of working class celebration mm. of getting a day off. Mm. Um, and now those kind of they got kind of more and more raucous and got suppressed really by the kind of Victorian sensibilities of this is a bit much, you know, this is a bit drunken, this is a bit of the rest. Mm. Now it's kind of become revived as quite a pagan thing, quite a sort of, mm. you know, it's got all mm. of those kind of uh, feelings around it and, and ideas around it and it's about spring and it's and it, all of that. Mm. We, and I think, okay, that's wonderful, you know, mm. that's, that's legitimate. We want to celebrate this beautiful moment in the year of, of May the 1st and, and all that. So, yeah. you know, 
so that was my my criteria really was if it happens no matter what route it's got to get here it's in Mm, brilliant brilliant (laughs) and um what's the theme for this year then for running through sorry sorry beg pardon (laughs) this the new edition of the almanac for 2023 Um, what's the for this one and i've been hanging on to this for a couple of years waiting for a a particularly good year for planets in the sky so this is going this is the solar system and zodiac is the theme for 2023 wonderful so i've talked um there's no astrology as such in it like i haven't done any um uh, what do you call them? You know the, the charts. The, no, or, yes, I haven't yeah. done any of that. But what I've mm. done is talked about um, the origin stories for all mm, of the interesting. Um, uh, the astrological signs, the zodiacal signs. So, you know, how Zeus decided to uh, throw this um, sign up into the sky as a, and all that. So we've got, got those. Um, and also talked about each of the planets and um, a little bit of, about each one and then particularly those that we can see ourselves. Because mm. obviously there are times when Mars and Venus and Jupiter are really bright. Mars is really red at the moment. Yes. Really red. Up. I've never never seen it so red yeah, well in december i think it is i'd have to have a quick check but i think right. it's in december it's going to be at opposition in our skies which means that um essentially we it's like when you see a full moon it means that the moon is at the opposite part of the sky uh from the sun uh-huh. to us so yep. we are seeing the so sun. we're seeing it fully lit as yeah, it were fully yep. lit. that makes sense and that's going to happen with mars in december and also the point at which if you imagine we're sort of moving around the sun, it's also the point that we're at our closest right. to Mars. Okay, so, so optimum yeah. position then. So December mm. is going to be a really good moment. And Jupiter as well. Jupiter I mean, ju- I, I, it blows my mind that we can see Jupiter so <laughs> clearly in the sky at the moment. Well, that's what it's just. Yeah, in fact, on uh, if you want to look out for it in a couple of days, on the night of the fourth, it's going to be in conjunction with the moon. So if you can spot the moon, be a really bright star right. next to it. That mm, is Jupiter. That's Jupiter. And you're right. It is absolutely mind-boggling, isn't it? It that is. We can just look up into the sky, even in Bristol. These bright stars yeah. will shine through mm. all of the haze mm. and all of that. that sorry, bright planets mm. are something that you can, you know, you can really see, and you're literally looking at the solar system and it's wild it is wild it really is wild and it's great because I've been really enjoying doing my almanac and I take some of the information from your book and some from just sort of looking around online and just things like the Andromeda galaxy and you know I didn't know about that and just the Milky Way all that kind of stuff I'm Mm. just becoming a lot more aware of where things are and what they are and it's good yeah putting in pieces of the puzzle yeah, I think it's just, you know, what I always feel about making these almanacs is that it's kind of about the really grand cosmos stuff mm. and the really tiny, mm. tiny stuff that's happening at our feet and, and that we can have both and we can literally have both by looking up at one point and looking down yeah. at another and just, yeah. you know, knowing what to look for. I yeah, guess, no, exactly. And I, you, you did a lovely... 
um, description, I think it might have been last year, of just the hedgerow in November. Mm. And it's, I, I love this idea of just being able to get a picture of, of what's happening. And it just means when you go on your walks as well, you yeah, just, yeah. it's just a little bit more, if it's more, if you know more, it's more interesting. And, mm. I love um, those little hidden worlds. So for 2023, I've done a look into the garden pond every month. So what's happening in it? What's happening down in the mud at mm. the bottom? What are the nymphs and the... You know, mm. the vertebrae and everything. And what are the yes. doing? Yes, absolutely. And actually, I've done a few of those because I, I got given a lovely book called Still Life, uh-huh. which is the life of, well, various different ponds, actually. Um, and yeah, as you say, it's beautiful. And it's a lovely way of looking at time. There are so many different ways of marking time being marked in a way, aren't there? You can mm. look at through, it through so many different lenses. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's fantastic. And what I'm interested in now is your, your latest edition is now out. Mm-hmm. When do you start? So when do you start working uh, now, on 2024? Yeah. Oh do, you not have, do you not have a complete break and go away and stop thinking about Almanac stuff? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I never, I, I don't stop thinking about this program. Yeah, so yes. I'd be surprised if you... A little bit when it first goes. So I, ha- so I, I hand everything in in April of the year before do you really yeah oh so my there is gosh. a little bit of of a lull i guess in the run-up to september but that's when the next one comes out so you know right. so yes 2023 came out in september so then i'm into you know doing things yeah. like this and talking yeah. about it oh and, and actually i just remember there was another thing i wanted to ask you about is your artists where do you because each mm. year even though from the outside the book looks the same, from the inside there's always a very distinct quality to it because of the you have a different artist each year, don't you? We do, and we made um, I and the designer made the decision right at the start to do this. So, so actually, even though you say it looks the same, we keep the, the covers are different. Yeah, sure. we, yeah. we keep the you know all of the uh, what does he call it page furniture is the same. <laughs> okay, okay. So the title and the yeah. blah 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 yeah. is the same, and it's in the same place, but around that yes we get a new artist every year and that was really um very deliberate from the start as a a method partly of making each one distinct and giving Mm. each one its own character Mm. and you know trying to create a little bit of a feeling like a little collector's item and Mm. that people might want to see what but also what I love about it is that we always have so far luckily Touchwood had these really amazing high quality artists mm. and they get an opportunity to show us what would you do you know I always when I'm commissioning them I always say show me what you would do yeah. with an almanac how what's an almanac in yeah. your eyes what's the cover of an almanac to you and then they come up with these beautiful things so for 2022 we had um harry it's Brockway, woodblocks yes, woodblock yeah. and Be- very yeah. kind very strong of, and yes, strong mm. and strong lines mm. you know you could imagine seeing this in an old almanac absolutely sort of illustrations and goes with the folklore yeah really theme well, as well. I, what i loved about him was that he does these his figures are really mm. strong mm. And really good mm. for 2023 we have uh, an artist called willie chen who's um, a taiwanese artist and she uh, has this very delicate mm. uh, style 
very, very different. Quite odd. She sort of combines different They're elements. They're quite ethereal, aren't ethereal they? Ethereal mm. and sort of com- combines mm. for the chapter openers. She's done a kind of um, a, a version of the zodiac sign, so a, a figure, but surrounded by, like, the, I think this is the September one, surrounded by kind of oversized um, tomatoes and, and the things that would be, um, would be ripe at that time. And then for uh, January, there's huge um, snowdrops next to her and, and things like that. So yeah. I really, I love, the, you know, the, it, it would have been very easy to go down a kind of more traditional sort of British wildlife illustration mm. uh, route. And I'm glad that we've gone a bit So off. glad. <laughs> I think it's one of the, I think it is one of the most beautiful features of the book, mm. actually. Mm. Because uh, it just informs everything and makes you feel differently about each one as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, no, it's wonderful. So there you go. If you want, yes, I'm, I'm sure that um, there will be people going out to buy it now as a result of this conversation, <laughs> if only to see these wonderful illustrations as well. And they do make really lovely presents. And Christmas is coming up. And they really are. I, I gave, as I say, I gave it to all my nieces and nephews. And you know, when people say thank you, you can tell whether people really like mm. something or whether they are just being nice and polite people they really did really did like them and I've seen them I've seen them looking at them and so yeah it's great (laughs) so there you have it's the almanac um presumably in all good bookstores and online all the usual all of the um we're very lucky here in Bristol we've got so many independent bookshops and as far as I know uh, there is a couple of new ones actually that haven't managed to get around to yet but um, we've got Heron Books has just opened up which I haven't got to yet but uh, Gloucester Road Books and Bookhouse and Storysmith all have them and all have signed copies are trying to get around and and sign them throughout Bristol where I can so yeah well it's a fantastic institution that you have created (laughs) it really is and long may it continue and thank you so much for coming in Leah thank you and hopefully we'll get you in next year to talk about about next year's version that'd be brilliant thank you very much